Hello and welcome to This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod, the ultimate classic rock podcast with episodes released every single day. I'm Paul Stevenson and I thank you as always for hitting play. Now today is of course December the 31st, the last day of 2022 and I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who has downloaded and listened throughout this year. It's been an incredible year for the podcast with download numbers increasing by more than 300% when compared to 2021 which is crazy. I can't thank you all enough for listening, joining in on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube as well, uh, sending emails, joining the newsletter group through the Vintage Rock Pod website and everything else that you guys do. It's truly humbling so thank you so much i hope that 2022 has been kind to you sadly there's been a lot of sorrow harm war hate and tragedy throughout this trip around the sun but we can only hope that things improve for next year take the positives out of each day i know times can be tough but try and focus on the little wins the things that bring a smile to your face and i hope that these little episodes do that in some small way wherever you listen from around the world Anyway, that's enough of that. Let's get into the rock, shall we? And start on this day in 1994, when Rod Stewart played a free concert on Copacabana Beach in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, drawing an estimated crowd of three and a half million people. Guinness declared it the largest free rock concert ever. On this day in 1996, the Queen announced that Paul McCartney is to be knighted, becoming Sir Paul McCartney. On this day in 1980, at the Whiskey A Go-Go in Hollywood, bass player Kathy Valentine played her first ever show with the Go-Go's, cementing the lineup that becomes the first ever all-girl group to land a number one album in America. Also on that day in 1980, Bruce Springsteen played an epic show at the Nassau Coliseum, which lasted four hours and 38 minutes. Crazy. While on this day in 1978, the Runaways played their final ever live show. That took place at the Cow Palace near San Francisco. And on this day in 1984, we remember Def Leppard drummer Rick Allen losing his arm in a car crash. He, of course, miraculously plays on one-handed, even to this day, with an adapted kit. But for our main show, we are going to look at the seminal moment for a classic rock band. Yes, on this day in 1974, having lost guitarist Bob Welsh, Fleetwood Mac officially brought in a duo, a couple, by the names of Lindsay Buckingham and Stevie Nicks. And the rest, as they say, is history. The band go on to record some of the biggest selling songs and albums of all time with the lineup Nicks Buckingham, Christine McVie, John McVie, and Mick Fleetwood. It's a crazy, rocky, drug-fueled number of decades that reads like something out of a Hollywood script with the relationships and substance abuse, but it's all true. Now with me today to talk about this moment is friend of the show since, well, nearly the beginning to be fair, Joe Kay from Play That Rock and Roll Podcast. New Year's Eve, 1974. Lindsay Buckingham and Stevie Nicks join Fleetwood Mac which kicks off a wildly successful 12-year run with the band's new core lineup. This version of Fleetwood Mac was so popular that it damn near erased everything that came before it, which, to be clear, was a lot. Fleetwood Mac originally got started as a blues band all the way back in 1967, with Peter Green at the helm. Peter Green exited the band just a few years into their run, which left the Mac scrambling to fill the void. What followed was a five-year period of uncertainty, as the lineup was often in flux, and their commercial success was quite limited. 
Despite the chaos, the Mac's musical output of this era should not be overlooked. They remained a competent blues rock band, and their 1974 album, Mystery to Me, is certainly worth a listen. That said, there was a definite ceiling on this lineup's potential for success. They would need a new level of star power if they were ever going to truly break through. Guitarist Bob Welch would leave the band after the release of that Mystery to Me record, so Mick Fleetwood was desperate for someone to help jumpstart the band's now flatlining career. Thankfully, he was able to find Lindsey Buckingham, who had career troubles of his own. Buckingham was in a band with his romantic partner, Stevie Nicks, and they had released their first album together in 1973. That record flopped commercially, but it did include a song called Frozen Love, which had caught Mick Fleetwood's ear, so he sought out Lindsey to discuss bringing him on board. Lindsay and Stevie were frustrated by their record's failure, and also just about broke. In the years since, Stevie has said that she had been just weeks away from giving up on her music career entirely and going back to school for something else. So when Lindsay responded to Mick, he was insistent that if they wanted him to join, they would have to bring Stevie on board as well. Fleetwood was quick to agree, but even then... Lindsay was still hesitant at the proposal, as he wasn't sure how he would feel with the large group dynamic. Stevie had to talk him into taking the deal, citing the mere fact of it being a gig that actually paid, and that they could always quit if they didn't like it. Lindsay finally agreed, and the Mac made it official on this very date in 1974. They would hit the ground running with the self-titled album in 1975, and just a couple of years later, they would release their world-conquering masterpiece, Rumors, in 1977. Lindsay would eventually quit the band in 1987 after their Tango in the Night record, and Stevie would depart a few years after that. But this classic lineup would have a triumphant reunion in 1997, and you can learn more about that if you check out one of my previous appearances on This Day Rocks. So on this New Year's Eve 2022, let's raise a glass and toast the musical union that was formed on New Year's Eve 1974 and all of the music that was born out of it. And while we're toasting, let's also remember the recently departed Christine McVie, whose contributions to Fleetwood Mac cannot be overstated. And with that, I would personally like to say Happy New Year to all of the listeners of the Vintage Rock Pod and to congratulate our humble host, Paul Stevenson, for another year of great interviews and content here on the Vintage Rock Pod. Best wishes to you in 2023, and thanks for keeping me in the rotation. Cheers. And a huge thanks to Joe Kay from Play That Rock and Roll Podcast. Please do check out his shows on your podcast app and also on YouTube as well. He creates some great videos, so go give him a subscribe on there as well. But that's it for today's show. I hope you have a lovely evening celebrating New Year's with family, friends, those you love. And if you can't because you're working, keeping us freeloaders afloat, then I thank you profusely too. I'll be back tomorrow, though, with the first show of 2023, packed with more rock goodness, of course. So until then, take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 